Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, and today I am just thrilled to have a friend of mine and a candidate for governor of Oklahoma, Mark Sherwood, on the show, and we're going to talk about why it's so important to see a revival in the citizen statesman. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so I'm excited that you're here, the start of a brand new week here at the podcast. A lot of things happening. We've got primaries coming up. We're going to start to see the political atmosphere heat up very, very quickly. You guys have heard me say this 100,000 times here at the show. We have a crisis in good leadership in this country, and that is what is bringing us to the brink of disaster. And so I am very thrilled to see wonderful uh, citizens, just regular, ordinary people who have been holding down jobs and contributing to their communities running for office instead of continuing to have these career politicians making one disastrous decision for us after another. And you guys have heard Mark Sherwood on the show with me before. He's a naturopathic doctor, has a thriving uh, practice in Oklahoma, and we've talked about the Rona, and today we're going to talk about his run for uh, governor. My friend Mark, welcome back to the show. Oh, Heidi, thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be with you, and I'm honored again to be here. Well, you're very welcome. So you and I uh, got to know each other really in large part because of your jump into politics. So you are new to politics like I am. Not new to politics, but definitely new to running for office. And you are running uh, for governor in Oklahoma. So I would just love because I'm what I'm hoping, Mark, is that people all over the country are going to be inspired by what you're doing, inspired by, by what I'm doing. And they start looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, maybe it's my turn to take a, a, a run for leadership and see if we can't stem the bleeding that these terrible leaders have inflicted upon this country. So take the listeners back a little bit to uh, your history, maybe just a brief introduction. Now, a lot of people have heard you here before, but we've got new listeners. And then what uh, what made you run for office? Because I have a feeling that, like me, you don't need this job. Uh, it really <laughs> is something the Lord's asked you to do. So I'm going to turn it over to you. I'd love to hear the story. So you're right, I don't need this job, and I'll come back to that in just a moment. But um, going backwards, um, my life has been very uh, diverse. I've had a lot of great experiences. Um, I was a professional baseball player for a time, lived across the, uh, the seas in a country called Australia. I uh, was actually Rookie of the Year over there one year, which was crazy, a little blast from the past kind of thing. And then I, I joined the police department uh, where I served uh, 24 years, 10 years of which was on the SWAT team. Um, during that time, I was able to travel around the world as a member of the world-famous power team. We used to break the bricks and do all that kind of stuff. So uh, that kind of took me really on every continent of the world except for one, and that being Antarctica. I, I was never um, given the burning bush experience to go there, if you get the, mm. the play on words there with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and after that, during my last several years in the police department, I was encouraged inside to really... Um, expand the mission of protection and service to go back to school and become a naturopathic doctor. My wife, Dr. Michelle, and I started our practice now, the Functional Medical Institute, about 10 years ago. Um, it's been an amazing experience. Now we went from nothing to being really the premier wellness-based clinic in the country and um, where people from really all around the country, world, come here, and uh, whether it's remote or in person, it's been just amazing to see what's happened over the course of the last couple of years, especially with the um, um, a 
appearance of this coronavirus concept, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And we've had, as we've talked about before, incredible success with um, with that. Uh, giving yeah, we're treating. Hope. How many people have you treated for COVID? Yeah, it's been over 10,000 so far. And, and, yeah. and you haven't lost anybody. No, we haven't. And mm-hmm. I will think the key thing behind that, um, Heidi, has been the encouragement to not live in fear, but to live mm-hmm. in faith and realize that, you know, you're not going to die one day quicker than God says so. So let's trust him with that. Just do the right things. And uh, mm-hmm. now go back to the idea of self-government with that. You know, take care of self. Honor the temple. Don't live in fear. Do the basic things. And we teach people how to do that. And um, the sort of jump into politics was not really a, a jump. It was a little step, I would say. Because going back to March 2020, you know, I I saw how our country responded. I saw how our leadership responded, uh, government, um, church, and yeah. even medicine. And, and frankly, I, I thought it was pathetic. I thought it was a cowardice response, talking about fear. That was our lead-in. And I heard everybody talk about that, Heidi, and it, it just infuriated me because I thought we were a Christian nation. I thought we were better than that. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know, um, that we're not going to do that in our clinic. We're not going to to pander down or, or bow down to this fear. We're going to live in faith. We're not going to go around and panic and shut our doors and encourage people to just isolate themselves so that they could be devoured by um, loneliness yep. and discouragement. Yep. And so we encourage people to step out. And we actually had people coming in our lobby just sitting around watching TV and um, trying to be around people during those days. Yeah. And I continued to wait on our leaders to step up, and I became infuriated with that. Um, where were they? What was going on? And my wife was kind of getting tired of me complaining about it. And um, probably in the spring of 2021, and this is really what happened, I just sensed the, you know, and I'm not a, a weirdo spiritual guy. I have a relationship with God. He, Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior, and I don't back away from that. Mm-hmm. But I felt the Lord nudging me to get involved and become part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Problem meaning sit back and complain and do nothing. And so I just told my wife one day I felt like I was supposed to run for office. And she, not to my surprise, but to my um, joy, she said, I'll support you in whatever you do. And Mm so we just began to kind of pray through that and seek through that. And I realized based upon, you know, my experience, uh, diverse background, um, and dealing with all the things I've had. I've seen people die in front of me. I've seen people take their lives in front of me. I've seen the best and worst of all mankind throughout my experiences, and I realized that based upon that, the right position uh, to seek was with God's encouragement was that of governor because of the ability they had to shape a culture to bring about healing for not just people physically but also spiritually, economically, and even emotionally. And so that was our journey, and it began, and it went out there with us just realizing full well, Heidi, that we did not, as I said at the top of my answer, need this job. It was like we felt a duty and a call to go serve mankind for a time and step out of our roles of our good life. Man, we, we, you know, we're three-time number one best-selling authors, and we've made movies, three of them, one won a Dove Award, and we've produced, we've acted in those things. We have a great clinic. We have great life. I don't need this. But yet... When you feel that overwhelming call to go serve and step on that hill and be a part of the answer to lead the way, you can't deny that. When we said yes, 
it was like this thousand pound weight just came off of me and it yeah. was like okay I know that feeling. yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're obedient right that's the victory it's not about winning and losing in a ballot box you were obedient so god elected you to step up and that's what i hope people take away from our time maybe you've been called to step up you need to and and mm-hmm. be a part of that and and we've seen this as we've done this it's been an inspirational uh, journey for other people too they've said hey if you know Heidi if you can do it or Mark if you can do that I can too yeah that's and I've watched these candidates step up for house and um, senate in the state and even congress in the state and they're like if you did that we can too so we you know we've seen this momentum go and, and it's been just a, a joy to be a part of do you know 37% of Americans cannot name a single freedom out of the First Amendment and 74% cannot name the three branches of government? No wonder we are experiencing tyranny in America at levels many of us never thought we would see in our lifetime. Well, my friends at Patriot Academy recognize that an educated citizenry is absolutely essential for our survival as a free people. This is why their mission is to inspire patriotism, equip citizens, and educate a nation to live out their freedoms. They also know that freedom is not a boring subject, especially when comedian Brad Stein, God's comic, is in the mix. Well, starting April 11th, Brad Stein, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and America's Constitution coach Rick Green will be bringing the Comedy and Constitution Tour to cities across Texas. Join them for one-of-a-kind edutainment that's going to educate, entertain, equip, and inspire your family to accept, protect, and purposefully pass on the torch of freedom. Learn more at patriotacademy.com forward slash Texas tour. Well, and you said something interesting, and I kind of want to touch on it for a moment because you had a sense of duty. And I was thinking this is exactly what the Founding Fathers did. When they left, they gave their time, their treasure, and their sacred honor. They didn't need to do what they did, but they did it out of obedience to God, right? It was Thomas Jefferson who said tyranny from uh, rebellion against tyrannical leaders is obedience to God. And right now— We have tyrannical leaders. We're watching uh, Joe Biden recklessly behaving with regard to our southern border, with regard to how they've handled COVID, the vaccine mandates. I just talked to a uh, 30-year veteran from the United States Army who has worked at the Pentagon mm. like a you know way up there. This guy's done an incredible job. Back in the 90s, he had a very severe reaction to the flu shot. And so they said, listen, from here on out, you don't you don't do the uh, you don't do vaccines because your body doesn't tolerate it. And yet they have turned down his request for a medical exemption for the COVID-19 vaccine. And they're threatening to fire him after 30 years of faithful service to the military. So something is wrong. And we have a, an incredibly corrupt system of leadership right now uh, that is allowing these uh, these people to continue in these positions of authority. But it comes down to the American voter and to Americans who love this country and feel a sense of duty to say, listen, I want to pass on to my my grandkids what I have been privileged to enjoy and what we have been blessed to take part of uh, since we were children. And so that's really what's uh, motivating me. That's what's motivating you. And like you said a few minutes ago, I think that sense of duty, which is what the founding fathers wanted to instill in the next generation, they use that word frequently. We never hear it anymore. When was the last time you heard someone talk about duty to country? You know, I, I don't um, because... 
you know, and I can relate to this from the military, uh, police, public servant standpoint, there's a duty you have at some point, and everybody, if they have any sense of heart, it hits them. It's your yeah. turn. It's your yeah. time. It's now. And people should understand that tyranny, by very definition, the way I understand it, is when the people fear the government, and that can be local, state, or national. And when the people fear the government, we have tyranny. We don't have an option at that point. We have to disobey, stand up, rebel against, defy tyranny. And then freedom comes from Heidi when the government fears the people. Yeah, then and it doesn't liberty. mean we have to take up arms and go fight, but it means that we have to be prepared to if we have to. There comes a time to be nice until it's not time to be nice. And we're in a place right now, Heidi, where it's not time to be nice anymore. It's time to show courage and backbone and spine. And, and that means all of us as American people that have any sense of, of, of pride in our country, the sanctity of human life, the idea of freedom. I mean, we have no choice now to stand up. And you're right. These military uh, men and women that have so pledged to support our country yeah. and give their life if need be, to think about this for a moment, our commander-in-chief, I think it's really a clown-in-chief. I mean, it's not okay right now that the clown-in-chief doesn't try to mandate it with his own Congress and Senate. But he goes right, to the, right. the, the military and says, you've got to have this. All for the sake of political narrative, political science, political pandering. And I make no bones about it. That's disgusting to me. These men and women give their life for us. And you and I are stepping up right now and literally giving our lives, giving our time. And look, mm -hmm. this is what I hope people do at this time. There comes a time where every American that is an American cannot say yes every time. There's a time where you have to say no. Now, when I was in law enforcement, if I was given an unlawful order, Heidi, and this is what I want people to catch. If I was told to go out here and you, you plant evidence, you need to go plant evidence. You need to go do that. I'm ordering you to do that. I, I have got to, because I love the person that's given that order, I have got to defy that order. Yeah. I have got to disobey that order. And that's where duty comes in. Duty comes in when you step up and you stand up for people, even if they don't like it, even if they hate your guts. And the, the key thing about it is, even with um, you know Jesus, he died for people that hated his guts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you think about that for a moment. That's the epitome and the key descriptor of honor and duty. And that's what I hope every American that loves our country will do. Because, Heidi, if we don't do it now, we're going to lose our generation. When you lose a generation, you lose the ability to affect the lifestyle and the culture we have that we fought so hard to keep. And uh, it's under attack right now. And I am convinced that if we don't step up now, we will not get it back ever again. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is why uh, you and I have talked many times now about the 2022 elections and why it is so important. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a moment now in which we are literally fighting for the future of this country as to whether or not we'll be free or will we live under the tyrannical dictates of a tyrannical government, which is exactly what the founding yeah. fathers said they did not want. We fought the Revolutionary War to get away from tyrannical government and to be self-governing. And that is the legacy 
of the United States, and that's certainly the opposite of what's happening now. Tell us, we've got uh, five minutes left, so I don't want to, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Tell listeners about your run. So, who are you running against? What does the landscape of the race look like? Yeah, so I'm running against the incumbent governor Kevin Stitt. Um, by his very actions. He has demonstrated what a rhino is, which is Republican in name only. And now that's not being dirty in politics. I have the Republican and the GOP platform stances, and his um, mandates, orders, platforms, encouragement have been opposite to many, many things. Um, You know, he has been um, uh, just the opposite of things like, um, you know, the government overreach of federal. Uh, oil and gas, um, even the mandates in businesses that says you've got to mandate the vaccine. He's given the businesses all opportunity to do that. He has not completely disavowed um, LGBTQ in schools. Um, he has not enforced the, um, the the laws against that at all. He has completely acquiesced and taken money from Pfizer and from drug companies and hospital corporations. So you can see where there's compromise there. So yeah. uh, right now we're a grassroots organization. People um, really appreciate that. We're the working folks. We're the uh, the duty citizens. The ones like you and me that are just normal people. Just people that love our country and love God. Normal and people, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, so, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, we're trending upwards, and and we are uh, looking good in elevation of polls. You know, our name's getting out there a lot more, and um, we're running a strong second place right now, which is great in polls against an incumbent. And his approval ratings is dipping below fifty percent for the first time, and that's great. So again, you know, I, I'm just doing my part. I don't get into all that mess about things. You know, who who knows who? I don't take money from anybody. I don't have to bow down to anybody in that. And you, like me, uh, Trump endorsed your opponent, correct? He did. And um, I use it for my advantage. You know, I have all the, the respect for President Trump and what he has done for our country. But let's face it, he's he's a human being and he can get it wrong, too. He's got it wrong with several uh, endorsements before. And this is yeah. one that I'm convinced he's not correct in. And um, and it's fine. You know, people make mistakes. Um he didn't get it right, Donald Trump, with coronavirus, and and so that's you know that's not a slam on him. I'm sure he did the best thing he could, but it wasn't right. Um, he didn't get it right with Dr. Fauci, right? He left him. Yeah, in, in, that's for in sure. Employment. And and so you know this is not anything that's uh, slamming him. This is just the facts, and so we can't trust him as the gospel. You know, um, I wouldn't want this office if God didn't give it to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't look at that as a negative. I kind of look at it as a positive in a sense, you know, because there's people out here that are, um, you know, not all President Trump, you know. And so, but I'm all about, you know, I, I'm not all President Trump. I'm all people. So I want people to understand that. I'm about the people and I don't go all in with any human being other than yeah. God. That's the only person I have to answer to. Right. Well, and like I said, you know, after Trump endorsed my opponent, too, I mean, in this race, Trump endorsed a guy who up until 2020 was a 10 year uh, Democrat from Portland, Oregon. Right. So, uh, again, just a a bizarre, a bizarre endorsement. It doesn't mean that we don't appreciate what President Trump Mm -hmm. did for the country, but people have to think for themselves. And when people ask me the question, I said, listen, I didn't get into the race for the endorsement of President Trump and I'm not going to get out because of the endorsement. And and the truth is, and I loved what you said, because I've been shooting, uh, shooting really from the book of Nehemiah, talking about why Nehemiah did what he did when 
the, the Bible records that he was grieved over the condition of the city of Jerusalem and it broke his heart and he was weeping over it. And he asked the Lord, what can I do? And the Lord gave him the the desire to go and repair the walls around Jerusalem. And because of that, the Bible records that he had enemies and they were and they hated him because they knew that help and deliverance was coming for the Jews. And I love to hear you say, I love the people here. And that has certainly been, you know, my my uh, reasoning, too. And I'm from this area. I love the people here. My grandkids are here. My businesses, like you, I have businesses uh, that we run. And we're very concerned with the, na- with the direction the country is going. And so there, again, comes the rise of the citizen statesmen. You know, you're stepping up and saying, I can actually have a voice and we can bring real solutions to the people of Oklahoma. You guys have a primary that's coming right up, you lucky dog. Mine's not until, uh, mine's not until August. <laughs> <laughs> but yours is coming right up. It's yeah. June 28th, right? How can people get involved in your campaign, particularly those who are listening to this, who live uh, in your neck of the woods? Well, they want to go to our website at Sherwood2022.com. And when you go there, all of our platform stances are there. No secrets. We put our stances out there for people to see. Hold us accountable. It's a contract, a deal I'm making with the people. We're going to honor that word. And if you want to download our app that pops up, you can. Um Please pray for us, number one. Please do. Um, Download our app. Make sure it's on your phone. And then all of our um, events are coming up. We do a lot of virtual town halls, a lot of live events, too. Something going on pretty much every night. And if you're supposed to donate, you need to because it's good ground. And and honestly, you know, when this goes for people that are donating to your campaign, listen to the Lord. If he tells you to give, give, not one dime more or less, and trust him to give it back to you multiple times over. So it's about sowing seed and where God directs you. So just, I I trust that and and God has been faithful and he'll be faithful to both of our campaigns in that. Yeah, it's so good. I love to hear just the trust in the Lord and and people often will ask me, you know, the same thing they're asking you, why would you do this? Why would you risk everything? Well, it is about obedience and learning. And I've, I said many times, and I know you've said it too, I know the sound of his voice. And I've trained my ear to listen to it. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and follow me. And Mm -hmm. that is what you are doing. And Mark, I'm just, I'm so inspired by what uh, God has done in your life, not only in your life. sharing of the gospel and working for the community as a police officer, but then obviously, you know, going back to medical school and God putting you in just the right place at the right time to help people overcome uh, COVID. And it can be overcome. And we've we've talked about this many times here at the show. The way that our country, particularly the governing authorities, have treated this virus is criminal in my in my opinion. And I do believe one of these days there's going to be a reckoning. Uh, and the truth will come to light because the truth will always bubble to the surface. And uh, I know that, that um, that's part of the reason why you've been so vocal uh, in COVID as well. So I appreciate that. Are you guys gathering volunteers right now, canvassing, doing anything like that? Yes. Uh, there's a place on the app and the website to put in your name, get volunteers. Um, we're doing... Um, Every two weeks we have campaign meetings that are by Zoom so people sort of get that coordinated. And a lot of people are out door knocking now, putting out information, and we have a very strong coalition there. And so we appreciate all the help. And, again, it's all of us together, man. Where I go in this state, everybody else goes too. Where I go, you go. We're in this together. This is not just an Oklahoma thing. This is a this is a we the people thing. And I hope people understand that that's the heart and the mission behind what's driving us. 
Yeah, I do too. Well, Mark Sherwood, you are a treasure certainly for the people of Oklahoma and for the listeners of this podcast. I'm going to continue to pray for you, and we'll have you back on the show again. Keep us posted. Uh, and I want everyone to know, you know, this is important. And I've been telling you for a long time, you got to put your money where your mouth is. These these campaigns are expensive. And you can help Mark get his message out, get his name out, Sherwood2022.com. Mark Sherwood, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming back. Let's do it again real soon. Absolutely, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. You're- You're welcome. For more information about my friend Mark Sherwood, his medical practice, and his run for governor in Oklahoma, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes, and I will give you all those links today. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we appreciate it when you leave reviews for the podcast, and be sure and visit our sponsors. We very much appreciate that. Help them help us. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.